BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, it's Jordan Younger, your host of the Balanced Blonde Soul on Fire podcast. Here we go deep on all things astrology, awakening, wellness, motherhood, channeling, aliens, and so much more. We have deep conversations. We go to other realms. It's a lot of fun. So stick around. Let's dive on in. I cannot wait to connect. Hello, my favorite people. Welcome back to the podcast. It feels so good to be back. I have officially had three episodes come out. This is the fourth since my relaunch a few weeks ago, and it just feels so incredible to be back in the podcasting world. There's something specific about the energy of the podcasting world that is different from Instagram. It's different from blogs, TikTok, everything else that I've experienced. I feel like the podcast audience, which is you guys, are my soul family. You guys know me so well. You know a different part of me and a different side of me, and it just feels good to be back. Thank you for the feedback on our birth story episode last week. I don't know if you got a chance to listen. If you haven't, definitely tune in. It is the number one most special episode I feel like we've ever recorded. I mean, of course, because it's about Atticus's birth. And I feel like it's not limited to parents. Like people told me, and thank you guys so much for telling me this, that it was interesting because of the topics of surrender and learning patience and just kind of like how we deal with things with human nature, whether you've been able to relate to giving birth or not. That's always my goal. My intention with the podcast is making all topics relatable because of course, not everybody listening has given birth before. Some people don't ever want to give birth, but there's so many things that we can talk about within birth and within the new stage of motherhood and parenthood. And Jonathan, of course, is like such a fun, such a fun guest. Speaking of guests, let me tell you a little bit about today's guest, Jenna Zoe. Is there anybody listening who doesn't already know Jenna Zoe? She's my best friend. She's been on the podcast probably more than any other guest ever. I'm pretty sure this is the grand total of her sixth time on TBB podcast. We started podcasting together like five years ago when she introduced me to human design. And we talked all about in that episode being a reflector. You can listen to that on episode 78. And then you can just type in Jenna Zoe, The Balanced Blonde, for all of our other episodes because we've basically covered it all. We have covered all things human design. We've talked about friendship. We have talked about plant-based nutrition. We've done a lot on the podcast. So I wanted to make this one quite different. 
as well as make it different from all of Jenna's appearances because Jenna is like super famous now. She has gone on so many podcasts. And if you're a fan of Jenna, then you've probably heard all about human design. And we talk about human design in this episode, of course, because I cannot have the most brilliant and talented human design chart reader on the podcast and not talk about human design. So we talk about human design as it relates to relationships, parenthood, raising children, which I think is so interesting, and so much more. We also just talk about consciousness, frequency, the meaning of life. We get deep and above all else, because I feel like, okay, all conversations with someone like Jenna are going to be interesting. And this one definitely is. But beyond that, what I'm interested in with this podcast, and especially the relaunch of this podcast, 7.0, I don't take it lightly, is the energy that you feel when you're listening to the conversation. So beyond what we talked about, what you're feeling is a frequency when you listen to any conversation. So I feel honored when anyone chooses to spend their time and their precious day with me and any of my guests. And it's a frequency that I really, really want to share. And it's like an elevating type of frequency to listen to two people who are on a similar wavelength, who have a deep friendship. And if you're calling any of that into your life, I think that you will really love this episode. Something that we touched on in this episode is just how special it is to be around soul family. Jenna and I have talked about this. We feel like our friendship goes beyond friends. We feel like family truly. And I'm inspired by her. And I learned so much from her. So this episode was no exception. We also talked about Atticus's human design. So if there are any 2-4 manifesting generators out there, we did a little bit of a deep dive. I cannot wait to hear your thoughts. As always, we are doing a giveaway for people who rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts and send me a screenshot to jordanatthebalancewand.com. And I will also send you my free yoga ebook as a thank you, as well as enter you into this week's big wellness giveaway. So I could chit chat in the intro forever. I'm still taking tips on Instagram for what you guys want me to do in the intro every week, like whether it's a favorite wellness trends kind of thing or like astrology forecast of the week. Tell me what you think and maybe next week I will start doing that. And without further ado, let's get into this episode with my best friend, the most incredible human design chart reader and the founder of the life-changing and game-changing human design app, My Human Design. There's a reason why a lot of people think Jenna Zoe is the founder of human design. Um, Jenna. So let's get into the show. Jenna, we're here. We're here. My best friend. Oh, I love you so much. My favorite person. I love you so much. I honestly feel so cool because everybody in the world is such a huge fan of Jenna. And I'm like, well, she really is my best friend. And I get to come to you all the time with human design questions and I told you lately, you're also an astrology queen. And people don't maybe not know this about you. <laughs> astrology was my first love. Like, that's how I got into spirituality. Otherwise, I still would have been like a total atheist and scientist. <laughs> right? I know. <laughs> but people love you because you are like a scientist. Like, my friends that I grew up with who are not as spiritual, they're like, well, I love what Jenna posts because Jenna is not, she doesn't buy into everything. Jenna mm. just 
only buys into what really speaks to her rather than me who's like bouncing off the walls talking about the seventh dimension and Pleiadians and stuff and you're like well (laughs) I know and that's why we make a good pair yeah we do so I'm so happy that you're here my god I'm so happy too you're my first guest at Dear Media and this feels really special it really does it's so special I feel like we should just kind of tell people where we have been since the last time we recorded together it's been, I don't know, a how year long? and a half. Did we record at the end of 2020? Probably. Yeah. Probably a year and a half. And since then, I had a baby, quite obviously. You had an app baby mm-hmm. and a book baby mm-hmm. and so many, a software baby. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about all that. It's so huge. You are like killing it. Thank you. I mean, yeah. So we both, we both birthed a lot this, this year. So I guess, what do you want to know? Shall I just. Well, tell us, because you have the app, the mm-hmm. My Human Design app. Mm-hmm. That didn't exist the last time that we no. podcasted. No. I've seen you behind the scenes for years, you know, working and writing like so many hundreds of thousands of words. It's not even funny. Mm-hmm. What inspired you to create the app and what's it like having it out in the world? Wow. Now? Okay. So what inspired me? Actually, you know, Krista gave me the idea. Really? Yeah. So our mutual friend, Krista, for people that don't know, who has almost 30 podcasts, she was like, you need to have an app. You need to do an app. I think her husband does apps. And so Mm -hmm. she's in that sort of, she sees how that stuff goes down. And I never thought about it before. But my intention was always because my wait list for readings when I did readings grew to a year and a half long. And that's when I decided, okay, there has to be other better ways to get this information out to people. And people want it now. They can't, no one can afford to wait a year and a half for anything anymore. Like, especially when it's information about you, your life, like everything is moving so fast and we all want to grow, you know, now everybody's waking up. So after doing my video courses and also launching a reader training, I was thinking to myself, there is another way though to reach people that's on their phone. And the reason why I wanted it on people's phones is because how much do you often like look up someone else's chart and you you don't, you can't describe it to your, you know, you can't describe it on the spot there. You can't go in and watch the whole video course. You have to be able to explain it to people in like a short, sharp way. And also to just have that information reminding you of who you are on your phone every day, because we may as well use our phones for good stuff anyway. So that's what made me want to do the app when she gave me the idea. And then when quarantine hit and everyone else was like baking banana bread and watching Tiger King, I was like, I need to, I need, <laughs> so to, do, I need to do something else with my time because I can't watch crazy documentaries that are like, you know, that those are the kind of things would mm-hmm. give you and me nightmares. Yeah. So I was like, we have to do something else constructive with our time. So that's when I decided to get on with the app. You created an app. I went and did a three-week water fast. Yes. That's kind of how we both entered that vortex of time. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. And now, I know it took it took a long time for uh-huh. it to, to finish and come out in the world. And yeah. I was with you through the iterations of the colors. And it really birthed into something so beautiful. And the mm. pastel colors, it's so aesthetic. It's perfect. How does it feel to have these, like, thousands of people around the world plus using your software every day and and knowing their human design. Yeah. You know, and maybe other people that do kind of work online, maybe you can relate to this too. It's so weird because when you're making stuff and putting it out over the ethers, it's really difficult to remember that there's actual people on the other end of it. Like you kind of just think you're just like sending it out into the internet. Do you know what I mean? So for me, it literally never gets old when someone says to me like, oh, my cousin's using it. Like when people write me on Instagram saying, you saved me with this or you, thanks to you, I do this, whatever. That never gets old because you can so get in your own head about 
it's just your creation and who's ever seeing it. And it's really hard to connect to the customer now. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because of that, because we're, it's all so digital. So um, it still doesn't feel real sometimes, like most of the time until someone pierces the bubble with a reminder that they actually use it. And that's right. when it really means something so extra special to me. So my cousin was telling me today that she was reading it to her friend. And when she got to her incarnation cross, her friend like started crying and she was like, had no idea why she was crying and just to feel seen and validated that much. And I need those reminders just so much because I forget all the time. Right. Okay, guys, let's talk about one of my very favorite subjects on earth, which is plant-based nutrition. But not just any plant-based nutrition, but one of my favorite brands and companies in the world, Sakara, who I feel so honored to be partnered with. Sakara is a wellness company anchored in food as medicine, and they are on a mission to nourish your body through the power of plants. So you've probably seen Sakara all over Instagram. I know they've been all over my Instagram because they are a fantastic meal delivery service, but they are also so much more. So first I'll tell you about their meal delivery and then I'll tell you about their wellness essentials. So Sakara's nutritionally designed chef-crafted breakfast, lunches, and dinners are made with powerful plant-rich ingredients, helping you boost your energy, support your digestion, curb your sugar cravings, and get your skin glowing. Plus, it's all delivered right to your door, ready to eat. So if you've been wanting to eat healthier or you've been wanting to try out a plant-based vegan lifestyle, but you don't feel like you have time to do it on your own, Sakara is for you. But they are not only a meal delivery service. Like I said, they also have their wellness essentials that help you create a body that you love living in. I'm a personal huge fan of their best-selling metabolism super powder. It's chocolatey. I put it in my coffee every morning. It tastes amazing and is full of incredible ingredients. And right now, Sakara is offering our listeners 20% off their first order when you go to sakara.com slash blonde or enter blonde at checkout. That's Sakara, S-A-K-A-R-A.com slash blonde to get 20% off your first order. Sakara.com slash blonde. Enjoy. Hi, I'm Sif Hyder, the founder of Hooray. I'm a wellness entrepreneur and digital creator, and this is my show, The Dream Bigger Podcast. Listen, I love dreaming big, but you know what I love more? Actually having the resources to make those big dreams happen. And hey, dreams can sometimes be private jets, but other times they can look a little something like having the best skin of your damn life or starting a successful business or delving into spirituality. So on this podcast, I chat with experts and thought leaders from different fields about their tips and tricks on doing exactly that. Remember to subscribe. We drop new episodes every Tuesday. So see you then. Yeah, I told you about my friend, the two guys who cried reading theirs. I know. And they literally did. Like learning that he was a generator and this and that, it moved him to tears because it really explains to people who they are. Yeah. And I think about this all the time now with being a mom to raise Atticus this way. You know how mm-hmm. I feel about this. We still need Knowing. to do this full reading. I know. I think <laughs> this week we should do a full yeah, reading on my 2-4 manifesting generator baby Aww. bundle of joy Aww. who loves you. He I loves adore being him. With you. Oh my God. I was saying to Jordan the other day that when you see this child, it makes you want to be a parent and it makes you want to have 10 kids because he really is so amazing. And that's such a testament to the love and the security that you guys bring him. It's so magical. I'm sure you talked about this in other episodes, but well, this is one of the first. So thank you. Thank you so much. I know he's an unbelievable baby. Yeah. I'm just thinking about 
the solo episode I did before this. I don't even know if I mentioned that because I was talking about so much. He's such a good baby. He's such a good baby. I'm so thankful oh for him. Oh, my gosh. He really is. I know. So something about you when I was pondering, what do we want to talk about with Jenna that people don't know? People know you as the human design reader. That's what you do. You're amazing at it. What I know about you is that you are such a channel for everything. Wow. What's your process of channeling like? Wow. Do you know that's so funny because I've never even thought about it. Like I, it's, you know, when you're channeling, sometimes it's not conscious. Yeah. It's almost like I feel like I need to get a handle on exactly what my process is because I don't feel like it's, I don't feel like I can do it on purpose. I feel like it happens to me and I haven't really got a handle of like when it happens to me or when it doesn't happen to me. So I feel like I'm just at the very beginning of my journey with that of A, even realizing I am one, right? And that's majorly thanks to you and the stuff that you talk about too, because you make it seem so not kind of exclusive. Do you know what I mean? You just, the way you talk about it, it's like, we all are this and we all have this and Mm -hmm. everyone has all these kind of, so I think I'm at the beginning of my journey with it where I'm not quite sure what the factors are that come together to make me channel or not channel. But I do know something that really helps me is when people are asking me questions because I'm very difficult at, and it's in my human design, my brain is passive. So if you just tell me to just talk about something, I find it very difficult. Whereas mm-hmm. if you ask me a question and like pull it out of me, it's much easier. And, and in that case, I could just like go on and on all day. Yeah. Yeah. So if people ask you a question about something, then your response is very mm. channeled. Yeah. I know that from experience with you. And something else that we've been doing a lot is telepathy and like oh having gosh. this telepathic back and forth. Oh my God. Let's talk about that. Okay. I have a question about this. Do you think that telepathy is us tuning into each other's minds? Or do you think that telepathy is the fact that we're both raising ourselves to tune into like a higher mind that is neither one of us? Because I can't figure it out. I know. (laughs) I kind of think it's the second one that you Mm. just said. I mean, I do feel like sometimes it just depends on who gets to the thought first. Right. So it's like, it's up there. And we're tuning into that higher dimension. Maybe you get to it first. Maybe I do. Whether it's like a change in conversation or we're talking about something specific. And then it's, we're both just like, how did, how did you know I was just going to say that? It's so weird still. Like I'm mm-hmm. still trying to figure, it still like takes me by surprise when it happens. And I still have a hard time trusting it sometimes too. Really? Yeah. When I'm like, oh, did I really think that she said that? Like, right. am I right? I like, do you know what I mean? Sometimes you're just, your, you know, logical brain gets in the way and you just start to think like, did she actually think that or am I putting thoughts in mm-hmm. her am I putting words in her mouth energetically? <laughs> That's why you and I are perfect together because I'm not skeptical. I'm just like, it's happening. I know. I love it. Yeah. You but like no, I get t- it. pull my hand along with you. Yeah. I'm like, come with me. I'm a reflector. Mm-hmm. I'll show you just how wild this world is. It really is. You're such a good, you're so good at like leading people into it though. Like it, it feels safe but in like a, in just like such a knowing kind of way. Do you know what I mean? Not Mm -hmm. safe in terms of like, I promise you it's safe, but just like, yeah, this is how it is. Mm Because you just, that is the reality that you live. Thank you. I love hearing that. I always learn about myself through talking to you as well. And that's because you're such a channel and because you're such an intellect. This is another thing people don't know about Jenna. Mm. Well, maybe you do. It's kind of obvious, (laughs) but you're so intellectual (laughs) and you read and study. Mm -hmm. Like, you're literally studying the textbook on human design right now. Mm-hmm. Is yeah. that just, have you always been a lover of learning? So I was always really, really academic as a child. And I'm not sure whether it was 
because I was really shy or if it's unrelated. But I just remember being such a like an academic little kid. Like my mom used to just be like, I can't even check your homework. Like I, you have better maths than me at six. I was like doing advanced maths when I was 10. Like I just, I sometimes feel like I'm an old man scientist in like a young woman's <laughs> body, genuinely. And I'm, that's not without its existential crises. Let's right. just say it sounds nice. Of course it has its benefits, but it's also just, it has like its challenging moments too, because, you know, I've spoken more about this recently with no judgment. Like I literally grew up thinking my parents were, didn't get it like they just mm -hmm. didn't understand life I just thought everyone was I just thought my parents specifically were just behind and backwards right. <laughs> and so I think it's kind of it does come with its own with with its own sort of like downfalls but I think my mind was always my sort of like strongest point and I loved like I always liked just intellectual conversations my best friend and I when we were kids we would do these like exercises of how much do we think an average Starbucks makes a year and like we would do that for fun like being 14 years old or whatever or like let's write down everything we've ever done for the last year and a half and we would just like sit in bed and do that <laughs> so I don't know I've always enjoyed like exercising my mind like that because it feels exciting to like push the limits of like what you can be capable of like conceiving mentally yes. and stuff I wish we had been friends at 14 we would have had I think time. I would have loved doing that <laughs> but that's the stuff you still talk about too and it's such fun conversation it brings really amazing topics to the table mm. it's so true I love it you are a true intellect a true triple Aquarius yeah mm -hmm. definitely I love I love intellectual things I love learning I love studying always have done it's yeah. like, it's so fun for me. Yeah. Math, science, all that stuff. Love it. Maybe you were. Maybe that was a past life. I an old so. man scientist. Probably. I love that <laughs> so much. Okay, let me ask you guys something. How nice would it be to no longer have to stress about breakouts? What if there was a simple, gentle, and effective way to improve the appearance of blemish-prone skin? Glad Skin is here to help. You guys know I have struggled with rashes, acne, cystic acne. I have been through it all, and I've shared all of it on my Instagram. So Glad Skin is a new category of skin blemish treatment, and it works differently than any plant-based or drug-based product that you've tried before. And that's because Glad Skin is based on the nature of healthy skin. They have developed a revolutionary protein called Microbalance that restores the natural balance of the good and bad bacteria that live on our skin. Glad Skin Blemish Gel works without harsh ingredients, so it is gentle from day one. People have been raving about Glad Skin in Europe for years, and now they're available in the U.S. as well. Plus, there is a 60-day money-back guarantee, so you can trust they have your best interests at heart. Right now, Gladskin is offering our TBB listeners 15% off plus free shipping on your first order at gladskin.com slash blonde. That is gladskin.com slash blonde, B-L-O-N-D-E, for 15% off plus free shipping. Gladskin.com slash blonde. If you order, share a picture on Instagram. Tell me what you think. I know for all my fellow sensitive skin people, Gladskin will be such a great solution for you. And I'm really excited to hear all of your thoughts gladskin.com slash blonde. Enjoy. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. I'm so passionate about talking about therapy. Something that you guys might not know about me is that I was in therapy from the time I was five for about 20 years straight. So I am obviously a huge proponent of therapy. 
And something that I love about BetterHelp is that it's online therapy. So for those of us who don't necessarily want to drive into an office every week, it's such an incredible option. And something else that I love about it is it's more affordable than traditional offline therapy, and they also offer financial aid. So I'll tell you a little bit about the way that it works. They will assess your needs, and then they can match you with your own licensed professional therapist in less than 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online, available to people worldwide. And they will help you find the right fit for you. Sometimes it takes a while to find the right therapist for you. I've had about four in my life, and the one I had in college really helped me the most. So BetterHelp makes it easy and free to change therapists if needed. And they have a special offer for all my TBB listeners. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com balance. That is 10% off your first month of online therapy at betterhelp.com slash balanced, B-A-L-A-N-C-E-D. Can't wait to hear your thoughts. And I really hope it helps you. It's so important to put ourselves first. So check out BetterHelp. Wow. So something everybody wanted to know, because I asked my audience, what do people want to know about Jenna? So mm-hmm. aside from everything, human design, which mm-hmm. we will get to, okay, because it is interesting. And you are the queen. Where have you been in the world? Where do you live? <laughs> <laughs> um, so just to be completely transparent, as you know, and probably the last time we were doing a podcast, I was living in Monaco. I split up. My fiance and I at the time split up. And since then, I've basically been without a physical, you know, stable home, a consistent home. So the last year and a half, I've just been moving around the world, you know, being somewhere for a month, being somewhere else for two months here and there, just kind of hopping around, trying to find the next place that I want to settle at. But it's mainly been between Ibiza, I've spent a lot of time in, which you know, and you're going to come. I am. I'm so excited. And that's a really wild story because the history of human design is that it was channeled in Ibiza. Did I tell you that when Ra Uruhu channeled it, in Ibiza, there was eight other people on the island who also received the transmission. Did I tell you this? Yes, and they all died. Or and they, some of them like didn't want to have anything to do with it. Some of them got really ill. Yeah, so it was just like there was like a definite a like transmission place. happening at the time. And you know, ever since then, I never fell in love with Ibiza. I've been probably five six times before I started going regularly in my life. And it was just one of those places that I never thought I liked, but it kept on drawing me back, and I kept going back, and I couldn't figure out why. And only recently has it really started to like click into place. And I feel like I have this like, you know, this sort of like relationship with the land there. And I completely understand the energy and we work well together and she's good to me. And you know what I mean? So it feels like this really nice symbiotic relationship. Mm -hmm. So I love it there. And then as you know, I love here. Yeah. So much. It's like a home home. away from home. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you are the biggest proponent of getting me to eventually put down roots here. And I think yes. it is going to happen. I Oh, me too. I mean, it is. It totally <laughs> is. This is, you guys, this is what I'm manifesting. That Jenna <laughs> meets a man who lives in LA, but also is like very willing to be in Europe a lot. I think you guys would split your time. That's just the way it's going to be. It's going to be. We're calling in that man. Amen. No pressure, but she's the best ever. So <laughs> come on. Come on, dudes. We are ready for them. I'm ready for I love live it. here. I know. Yeah. I know. Okay. So I've been all over the place is, that, is the short answer. Yeah, you have been. But that's the perfect, succinct answer. This was a really interesting question that somebody sent in. So much so that I want to know the answer to this a lot. Do you notice any correlation with people's 
astrology and their human design, like specifically like their element, air signs, water, earth, fire with being a specific type? Yeah. So I'm quite hesitant to say that it's this always means this, because I think as human beings, we always want to make these kind of like logical one way sort of frameworks that always fit. And I think one of the things that has really been coming so clear to me, one of my big lessons of last year is like, it isn't so even that is its own form of dogma, right? Like if you get something on your, I don't know, if you have a wart on your hand, it means that you are in the left hand is receiving that it always means this. And I think one of the things I've really learned is that it's about it's there's about a thousand things that could cause the symptom, but you have to figure out and tune into what what is it that relates to what. So the same with human design and astrology. I'm going to say I notice a lot. There's like a high manifesto season in Virgos mm. and Leos. There's a lot of projectors in Capricorn, Aquarius and Pisces. So the winter months. There's a lot of Sagittarians and a lot of Arieses that are manifesting generators. Yeah. So it's not like it doesn't kind of overlay perfectly, but I really notice there's a high, high, high concentration of, and of course they are linked because, you know, the positions of the planets is what causes your different gates in human design mm-hmm. to, to light up or mm-hmm. not light up. And obviously those gates are what makes your energy type, right? So yeah. depending on if the planet is, if the sun is in Sagittarius, that's going to have a certain effect on everyone who's a Sagittarius yeah. is going to have that gate, right? So there is correlations like that, but it's not quite as neat and predictable as any one sign makes any one, whatever. And then, yeah, reflectors, I mean, they're, they're so, so rare that there isn't really like a specific window that they, I feel like they just appear when they need to appear. Like just one comes out of nowhere. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, they yeah. just pop in. <laughs> I was going to say like something I've noticed and I'm so, that's such a good answer. I feel really satisfied with your answer because I'm really, oh, good. well, I was just really happy that there actually is some kind mm-hmm. of correlation because I love when that kind of stuff happens. I feel like the entire universe has a plan. So yeah. I really, I just find comfort in that. Mm. I've noticed a lot of reflectors are born on my birthday. <gasps> and as you know, I'm four, six reflector. I have many listeners who are born on October 11th of many different years who are wow, reflectors. That's crazy. Maybe some of them are listening and they can shoot me a message and remind me like how many there really are. Yeah. And then that's so interesting. Another thing I noticed, which I told you at the time, was that the entire season that Atticus was born from like November to the end of December was only manifesting, manifesting generator, generator season, which I yeah. figured out way ahead of time. Being You psycho. did. Well, remember I plugged in like potential birthdays and birth mm-hmm. times. That's how much I wanted to know his human design. Yeah. And then I was, I was like, Jenna, is this just wrong or is he only going to be a manifesting generator? And then you told me that it was some kind of opening in the planets during yeah. that time. It's crazy. So if you for the people that are real like HD and astronauts, I'll explain why and why that's also a rare situation is because there's one channel, right? So two different gates joining up, two different numbers joining up that always makes a manifesting generator and it's the 3420. So if you're looking at your chart, you can tell it's the 3420. It's the one that links the gut to the throat directly. And it just so happened that the North Node and the South node were lighting up those two gates so no matter whatever else was going on in the whole entire chart because the north node and south node they move relatively slowly as well right like Mm -hmm. it would have taken them that much time to move out of those gates and into other numbers so those two gates were lit up for like a very prolonged period of time you could also be a manifesting generator who has a 3420 in your i don't know in a sun and a faster moving planet like a moon but then the transit of that would be so much shorter if that makes sense Mm -hmm. so it wouldn't have stayed manifesting generator season for as long yes that is fascinating 
This is why you know so much about astrology, too, because they really are so intricately linked. It's 100%. really interesting. Yeah, they yeah. really are. And I think in order to go into the next level of human design, you really have to understand. You don't have to understand a lot about astrology, but I think you have to kind of understand like which planets move at which speeds and which ones are fast and which ones are slow and how they move past the, through the wheel mm -hmm. and that kind of thing. It does just help. It's just mm -hmm. like another string to add to the bow. Yeah. I think your brain works in that way really nicely because I remember you teaching me a long time ago that Pluto moves extremely slow, mm. hence why we are both like Pluto, Pluto and Scorpio. Scorpio. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. And I, I remember telling you, isn't that so wild? We're the same. And you're like, well, Jordan, Pluto takes a really long time. Yeah. Know. So it's a generational planet. So everyone who's born with Pluto and Scorpio, because Pluto and Scorpio is about transforming yourself and death and transformation, we're the generation that are like making the world wake up because we're mm -hmm. so interested in personal mm -hmm. growth and personal development. Yeah. So that's why we're here, you know? That's why we're here, not to mention in the age of Aquarius. Just Literally. busting right on through. Oh, yeah. It's so wild. Uh -huh. I love it so much. That's so cool. Yeah, it's so cool. I love that. Something else that people wanted to know from you, a lot of moms. I have such an audience of parents these Aww. days. And I think it's because my audience always has evolved right alongside of yeah. me. We're just doing a lot of things around the same time. So nice. Or maybe they've been moms for a long time. They want to know how to raise their child with the human design in mind. What's the best way? Okay. So the most basic level is to learn about how your child functions and then to do everything that honors that natural energy pattern and that natural functioning instead of come in with your preconceived ideas about what kind of ways it's right to raise kids. Like even the most conscious sort of parenting things and whatever don't apply to every single person. Just like every the best diet in the world doesn't apply to every single human, like grown up, right? Mm -hmm. It's the same with parenting. So I think the, the principles of good parenting are the same, right? Like make your child feel seen and heard and whatever. But where human design is really interesting is like, how does your child feel the most seen and heard? You know, and if you can learn what their way is, then you can kind of get through to them in the way that they need to get through. But I think another thing that's really overlooked that I don't think anyone or many people in parenting even talk about is that good parenting is half you learning the child, but it's also the other half is you like parenting in, according to your energy mm -hmm. and the way that you function and your alignment. So what I see often is a lot of parents trying to become this perfect mother as if it's like this being that's completely different to who they are, whereas actually your child, if we know that you choose your parents, right? Like you don't need to be the most hands-on mom if you're not a hands-on person, because why would your child, your child wants you to be exactly who you are and that's what's going to serve the child the most. Mm -hmm. So you need to actually be okay and get over the conditioning that not being a helicopter mom or being at every soccer game is the best thing for the child. Because oh maybe gosh. it isn't. Right. Okay. That blows my mind right there. Wow. That gives me so much permission already, like right? opened a whole new door. Wow. Well, because, yeah, a question for you then is like reflector mm -hmm. as a mom. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. So <laughs> I don't even need to finish my question because of our <laughs> telepathy. <laughs> so what's interesting, and we'll get into this when you, when we do Atticus's chart too, but being that it's kind of cool because Jonathan is a 6'2". You're a four six and he's a two four. So mm. you guys will have different elements of you'll diff both of you will understand different parts of his personality, right? So you know you, for example, with Atticus, like you're very sociable, but it's only has to be people that you trust. 
you have to understand that it's people that you you kind of get a feeling about whether you're going to even like places or people before you go and you have to learn to trust that so for example that would be something that when you live it it would help him because he would be able to understand that about his four because you have a four you know what I mean Mm -hmm. but then also for example if let's say you were a three five and you were like super social and tried anything new and whatever that would also be fine for a four six kid because in your karmic contract that would mean for example that he needs to have a mom that stretches him because he then it stops him from being a bit or whatever. Anyway, mm-hmm. as a reflector for six, you obviously, you know, for you, you have to feel your way into things before you make and you, you know, you do such an insane job of this now, like all the spontaneities, all the fancies, you explore all of them, all the things that you feel like doing and that come to you. But then you also still wait a long time to figure out if it's something you really want to do. And you let different ideas and inspirations come to you over and over and over again. And you have so much patience to like keep on entertaining them mm-hmm. and not act on them straight away and also not throw them out. Because, you know, mm-hmm. you don't also just discard them, right? You I don't let throw them... anything out. Yeah. It's all up here. Exactly. And so that would be something that I would say, like even in ways that you would parent, for example, like would you tell him what to do straight away or would you think about like let the universe show you how to kind of like instead of thinking about what kind of parent you're how you're going to parent you would want to let the universe like basically keep on nudging you nudging and nudging and if it says the same thing over and over and over again that would be something that you would translate into how you would parent him right instead of saying I'm going to be like this before I start because you can't do that yeah no that's that gives me a lot of permission already because that's I was kind of saying that in the episode that I was doing before you came, but I didn't know what I was talking about. I was mm-hmm. trying to say how long I wait to make decisions. Wow. Not just, I wasn't even thinking about being a reflector. I was mm. just saying like, I was marinating on all these ideas back in like December. And now that it's June, just mm-hmm. about, I'm mm-hmm. acting on them. Yeah, That's how long it takes me, but I don't forget any of it. Isn't that amazing? There. Yeah. Yeah. And also like, you know, because I know you have gate 41 in your chart and I know it's in one of the prominent positions and that's really about being able to see. And you said it the other day without knowing what you were talking about and I clocked it. You can see every possible outcome from any one situation. Actually, Jonathan was saying it. He was like, Jordan, just such a good mom. She thinks about every single outcome of what could be. And I was like, she, that's, in my mind, I was like, that's because she has gate 41, which means like anything that happens, you can see every possible scenario and every single possible way that it could unfold. So again, you want to bring that skill to even the way that you parent because it's relevant mm-hmm. in every area of your life also because you're a four six don't forget that it still revolves around you to a greater or lesser extent so you're mm-hmm. the you're the central focal point of the family mm-hmm. so that's i would say like bring that into the way that your family functions right. and you know have them all kind of circle around you and you be the one that's in the middle kind of the light what do you call those things with the poles and people used to dance around them with the strings you know oh i know what you're talking about yeah. but I'm not, i don't even know what that is like a carousel but not that kind of yeah. yeah but that's what you you know that's the energy yeah. that a four six is and so they're the ones that are really the locus of the family so you'd want to be like that, not just with your friend groups. You'd also want to be like that with your family. And- that gives me so much peace. Thank God all of this is written in the stars, <laughs> by the way, about all of our personalities. Because sometimes I feel guilty that it revolves around me yeah. within the family or even in other places. I I have to step back and be mm. like, don't make it revolve around you. Don't make wow. it. Not to, I sound like so selfish when I say that, that I know that it's like that. But it actually gives me a lot of peace sometimes. And the only thing, the only reason it's bad is because conditioning is said, you can't have things evolve around you because that means you're selfish or that because that means you're bad. But what if it meant that because you're showing up as you, it's the highest service of everyone. Like my mm-hmm. mom is a four six and mm-hmm. she's the only four six in our family. Uh, no, she, my brother is one too. But when you remove my mom from our group, it's literally like none of us know how to interact. Right. I'm exaggerating slightly I to know make a point. Mean. But four sixes really kind of make everything gel and come together. And that's the fusion energy that they bring. So why wouldn't you let, if you, if mm-hmm. that, if you knew that was part of your purpose, 
why would you not let things that revolve around you? Yeah. Because you're oh the connector. God. Mic drop. That makes me feel so much better. I feel like I am that in a lot of situations too because I like to bring people together who don't know each other as well or might not know each other at all or just… Yeah. I you're just so like to it. just sit there and watch everybody get to know each other too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're so good at it too. Thank mm. you. That's so beautiful. That's so on point with your profile. Wow. And you're a 2 4. I'm a 2 4. Atticus is a 2 4. Atticus just is a 2 Just tell us like a brief rundown. Because okay. I'm sure there are a lot of 2 4 as an <laughs> yeah. audience. And I've been dying to know. So 2 4s are really. So between any two numbers in your profile, the in the first one is the one that you feel like you most are. And then the other one is the one that other people kind of see in you more than you see in right. yourself. So inherently, there's always a conflict about who we are within ourselves because we're like, are we this one or are we this one? Mm-hmm. And the answer is we're both. And so this, the key to being successful is being able to fuse the two together and also being able to say, sometimes I'm this one and sometimes I'm more this one. The dance with the two four is that the two is traditionally what they call the hermit, which means that when they're in their process, when they're doing whatever it is they're doing, creating, writing, working, blah, blah, blah. It's like they go into this hole where they don't really know what they're doing, but it's just like happening. And so they don't like to be disturbed when they're in like, when they're in their own process. And they also can't see their own. That's funny. You asked me about how I channel. I'm like, I have no idea. It's such a two thing because twos, anyone with the two doesn't know how they're good at what they're good at. So Jonathan has a two as well, right? And he's clearly so good at what he does, but just doesn't even like, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Couldn't even tell you how he does it. Yeah. So that's a very classic two thing. And then four... The four is the sort of like, they call, I hate these words, they call it the opportunist. But basically the four is the person that loves to be connected to other people, loves to, you know, have closeness. And it's all about the net, the people that you network with. And your quality of your life is a quality of your relationships for everyone with a four in their profile. So as a two four, on the one hand, they want to be left alone when they're doing their thing. But then their other conflict is that they also want to be around their people and their network and they want to stay, keep their connections. And everything that comes to a four in terms of like work opportunities and stuff is through other people. So it's never going to be like fours are not like random hookup people whatsoever. Mm-hmm. It has to be like, you know, I met you through a friend or we met because of this or, you know, there's always like a pre warm up thing that makes you feel comfortable with the people that you bond with. And that's both in relationships and in like work relationships or, you know, people that you serve and things like that. So there's always like a covert agreement with that. So with the two four, they're very, very charming to the outside world but they also have this kind of secret world where they're also they kind of see themselves as loners a bit yeah but it's like a side that not everyone else is very privy to and not anyone else would see them that way except the people that are really close to them Mm -hmm. I love that yeah I'm thinking of all the two fours in my life it is so spot on (laughs) so you I can't wait to see Atticus evolve into that and how it will color his life I know so amazing to know these things too so that you don't look at your child you know and think like is he a hermit? Not that mm-hmm. a hermit is the right word because mm-hmm. I know that you've renamed all of this and I like the way that you've renamed, yeah. which people can see in your app and on your website. But it's just so good to know like all of this is is meant to be. It really is. Yeah. And it's really interesting because, you know, the one of the messages that's become so popular now is like, be you, be who you are. That's who you come. You know, that that general idea is like widely embraced. But what stops us from really living that is the judgments that we have about being a hermit, the judgments that we have about things revolving around you. Like, we are just so not okay with any of those things because we've only ever seen those things be played out with low consciousness. So like, yes. things revolving around me means I'm doing it in a selfish way and that I need it, all the attention. Whereas actually, if you're doing it with a purpose of serving and connecting people and bringing people together and being the glue it's a completely different thing being a hermit is like are you shutting yourself off from life or does it mean are you honoring your creative process when it comes to you yeah it's just the way that you interpret it everything is about 
that, mm. the interpretation and the higher lens of consciousness. 100%. I can't tell you the amount of times at the end of the day, if I've been really social, I lay there in the bath and I'm like, did you make it revolve around you again? Wow. Like, that, I, I've never said this out loud to anyone. Wow. <laughs> How crazy is that? Yeah. Or just because I get so excited when I'm with the people that I love and I just want to talk and like, I'm like, let other people talk. I, but yeah, that's good too. But it's mm. so good to view it all from the higher lens of consciousness. Yeah, absolutely. And it's so freeing when you see it in a nuanced way of like, there isn't a good way and a bad way to be, but mm-hmm. just the intention that you do it with. That's my favorite thing about you, by the way, and your teachings. Like you as a person and then you as a teacher, when I tune into your teachings, you remind people of that all the time. Like Thank you. there is no bad, there is no mm. good. And people, I see the questions you get. People are really in a quandary. Yeah. All the time. Like, I hate what I do, mm. blah, blah, blah. My career, I'm so miserable. I want love. And you help people reframe and decondition mm. and just see everything is neutral. Yeah. You even said this to me the other day. Mm-hmm. Just be ascribed meaning to it. Yeah. So you're so wise. Thank you. You are so wise. Thank you. I think that's the thing I wanted the most for someone. It's always a way, right? Like the thing you mm-hmm. wanted someone else to give you, you become really good at being mm-hmm. it. That's like you'll get the thing that you right. end up bringing to other people. Yeah, and you do it. Thank you. Everybody wants to know, for energy types and dating, is there any compatibility factor? Okay, so I like to think that what you want to do when you look at compatibility is you want to look at all your lines and and everything that's colored in in your chart, and then you want to look at everything that's colored in with the other person's chart. Now, the more you have similarly colored, right, those are areas for friendship. So that's where you're going to easily get along with people. That's where you're going to really easily understand them. That's a ground for like harmony, that kind of stuff. When you have opposites of things, so you have something white and they have something colored, that's actually chemistry and tension, you know, like the good kind of tension. So if you're dating someone who has completely the opposite chart as you, that would mean like there's probably potential for like very high sexual chemistry. But also there's also tension for like a lot of misunderstanding, which means a lot of fights, but then it means a lot of closeness too and a lot of attraction and that kind of thing. If you're with someone who's really, really similar to you chart wise, it's like very easy, very peaceful, but then it would lack sometimes the polarity. So I think it all depends on how much of which one you want because there's so many shades of gray in the middle and being able to say, okay, I want like, I don't know, 70% peace and harmony and I want 30% harmonious, whatever, right? Versus that there being one relationship that suits everybody. But the one thing I will say is that, you know, one of the things I think my biggest thing at the moment is I'm so passionate about getting people to really keep revisiting their energy type because... I think when you get into human design, there's so many things, right? There's like digestion and environment and all these fun things. But unless you can realize that going back to your energy type every single day has a new gift to give you, it's like you just unearth more and more and more and more. And like, okay, new ways you can wait for the invitation or new ways you can respond or new ways. And there's always different areas where you were previously blind to those areas where you weren't in alignment, where you can get back in alignment. So it's the same with dating. Let's say, for example, as a manifesto woman, okay, you know that you are here to create movements and to be the one that initiates things and whatever. A lot of people think that, okay, well, if I'm a woman, like I don't need to initiate because that's old fashioned type of thing. But then we're also thinking about initiating as this like hard, aggressive thing. Whereas if you're a manifesto woman, you'd want to be the one that just energetically sends a signal like I'm interested in you and isn't waiting for the approval or people pleasing or smallening themselves in order for that to be seen. And then on the outside, the man could make the first move, quote unquote, but energetically, you're the one who's beginning, starting to own that you're into someone. Mm -hmm. So it's all about, you know, like 
with manifestors, there's like a few things that they can do in every area of their life. And it sounds so simple, but the more you can flex it and the more you can look at it, the better it becomes. And the same with every energy type. So like as a reflector, where are you not waiting? Where are you being led by, you know, feeling like a different person because you're exposed to someone else who has a strong aura that you're picking up on? Or, you know, as a projector, where are you getting judgmental about where your partner's going wrong? Because, you know, that's something that you do, but you're not using it in the right way. You're using it on looking overly for Mm -hmm. faults in people rather than helping people with their, you know, with their serving them in their life. You're just looking for what's wrong with them. So the more you know your energy type and the more you focus on your energy type, that's where the dating, it's just like, are you dating in alignment or are you not dating alignment? You can date pretty much any other type as long as you're allowing them to function as their energy type and you function as yours and not expect. So much of the time when we get on with people, we want to homogenize or become more and more like them. And actually, that's not why we fall for them in the first place. So you have to find a way. I think this is why human design is so useful here because you go, let me learn what this person is and let me over my dead body try and change them into something more similar to me just to make me feel better at who Mm -hmm. I am, you know? So that's, you know, the more you learn yourself and live yourself, I think also the more secure you become about letting other people be other people. And then you can actually reap the gifts that they give you. Wow. So that's a big one. I know I went on like a a giant tangent there. No, no. I'm like, (laughs) oh my God. All the ways that I try to make Jonathan be more like me. This is good to hear. We all do it. Mm. I mean, we're all human. Mm -hmm. It's so true. Yeah. And it's good to know. I will say on that note too, it's so nice knowing what your significant other is. Knowing that Jonathan's a generator Mm -hmm. and generators give, give, give. Mm -hmm. And then they burn out and get resentful. Mm-hmm. That's what you taught me. Mm-hmm. If they're if they're kind of overworked, overused, yeah, that's like the daily problem in our household. I mean, he just gives, mm-hmm. and I try to nurture him in that way. And we couldn't be more different. But then again, opposites attract. And then there's us reflectors who have no color whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious about that. Yeah. So where you would. So in the places that you're white are places that you amplify other people. So you're picking up on whatever other people are doing and you're, let's say it's showing up in them in a two out of 10, you're feeling it and transmitting it in like a six out of 10 type of way. So whatever Jonathan has is what you're able to, like it's energy that you can kind of plug into and write off of. So because he has, for example, that sacral that makes him a generator, that sacral chakra defined, being around him will energize you and give you energy and and power you up and that sort of thing. But also what you'd want to look at is even though you don't have any colored centers as a reflector, you still have some channels, some lines. And so what's interesting when you lay your chart over Jonathan's, for example, you might have one line and he has the other half of the line. And so together you would light up some more centers. So you might be, for example, you guys might form a manifesting generator together or something like that. So that's what you would feel more like or have access to tap into more when you are together. Because when two auras mix, you become like a a composite aura, any two people. So as a reflector, you're you're basically just amplifying whatever else is going on with the other person. But obviously, I mean, you do it so well because you're very clear on what you're choosing not to take on. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Which which means that you're able to stay more your sort of reflector self. And you really are such a reflector in your relationship. I know you well. So, you know, you really are such a such a tool for self-discovery to Jonathan. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But you do it in such a gentle way where you're literally just showing him what is him. And you know how we were talking about, I was telling Jordan the other day, I'm really bad at coming up with lines when I argue with people, but you're so, the things you tell me to say, it's so centered and it's so non-reactive. It's just like, you just tell the truth. It's just like objective truths. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Through which other people can learn without you 
preaching or whatever you're just telling the truth like it is and that I find so inspiring and I wish I could be able to do that I mean like I said call me up anytime (laughs) because I love that it just comes out of me like that's also kind of channeled yeah yeah and it's true I get energy from Jonathan and I'm very clear about Mm. what I will do and what I will not do Mm. and then there's like love languages and the acts of service that he wants me to do Mm. that I don't want to do but can't do can't do but I try to set it up so mm. that our life is good with the with what we need help in those areas yeah like in our home and, absolutely mm-hmm. and you're so I mean you guys both are so supportive to each other in the ways that you mm-hmm. need you know we it's try. why so it's so symbiotic what's really int- I swear Jordan you could do a pdf of like responses for conflicts I would like you to do should that. one day I know. They <laughs> everyone would want that me. it's so nobody good nobody <laughs> wants to argue with me like ask my family my husband I never back down it's insane like 10 hours will go by and I'm still like this is what I have to say about that it's insane and they're like oh my god I need I go that <laughs> yeah I'm gonna help you with that I am so I want to do rapid fire questions I wrote these new rapid fires we have some time to do these because okay. I'm I'm curious you're my first person to oh. do these with and the listeners know rapid fires are like a cornerstone of the Balance One podcast. And with this new era, I felt like they need to be new. I love So that. here we are. I love it. We know, I, I know this about you, but remind us, your sun, rising, moon, and north node. So I'm sun and moon in Aquarius, rising, Virgo, and my north node is in Aries. We, we love. Your human design, we already talked mm-hmm. about. 2-4 projector. Emotional. Yeah. Yes. Okay. The rest of these are pretty fun and different. I love it. If you weren't a human design reader, what would you be? Ooh, I'd be an inventor. What would you invent? You know, my biggest, biggest, biggest dream is to figure out how free energy works. Really? Yeah. Meaning? Like, you know how obviously right now we have electricity that runs in a grid that we pay for. You know, there's been many, many societies before and Nikola Tesla as well kind of figured out how we can all use energy for free because it's all in the air, right? Like it's all about learning how to be a conduit for energy. So I would love, like my ultimate, ultimate dream would be to come up with to figure out free energy or to teach people how to bend time and space. But I think that might be another lifetime. Oh my God. I've been (laughs) reading about that in the book that I keep talking to you about. Family of light, baby. Wow. Bending time and space. The Pleiadians will teach us. That's so cool. Maybe in the next iteration of your career, that's what you'll be doing. I hope. Did I ever tell you that I tried to invent a healthy microwave one time? No. I like went down quite far down the path with it too. Yeah. So I like love, love, love to be an inventor. I think that would be like a fun thing. I think so too. Oh my God. I see that for you. Your scientist brain, all of it. Is there anyone that you sometimes compare yourself to? Oh my God, yes. I wouldn't say it's anyone in particular, but I guess it's it's more about like my wound. So I think it's the the sort of old quiet person in me where I mm-hmm. compare myself often to people who I think are living more life to the full because they seem more outgoing and sociable. And I have to remind myself that I've done all of that in previous like times of my life. And I have been in the best rooms and the best parties and the things that everyone looks up to and felt lonely as hell. Mm. But it's still, as much as I know that rationally in my mind, there's still that part of me when I see other people doing the things that I think I should be doing in terms of, you know, I don't know, being around 
certain people or going to certain fancy things and stuff like that stuff I used to do and I I can get really into the comparison when I see I mean you know social media what it's like or people that are really well dressed up all the time right I often compare myself to those kind <laughs> yeah. of people I'm like how are they not how are they not bloated like how can they always wear tight jeans I know I don't understand you know I think that too <laughs> you, you know we are on the same page I'm like if I get dressed up once I know. then that's a huge deal it's crazy yeah so that's definitely like those are my two like comparison sore spots I'd say <laughs> that's a really good really good answer people will relate to that if you could teach the entire world just one concept what would it be oh my god I know these are tough ones I'm telling you wow they're really good one concept one concept one concept taking full responsibility for all of it gives you ultimate power of all of it wow big I one that's the best hard one. to do mm, amazing hard one to do what life lesson did you learn the hard way <sighs> I mean, I can't even pick one. What did I learn the hard way? You know, I'd say my one of my sort of most, the, the traits that I've had the most difficulty with is being very impatient. So I think what I've learned the hard way, and I keep learning it, I'm definitely not done with it, guys. <laughs> it's just like I, what my sister calls, I timeline things all the time. I like, I want it to happen yesterday. And if it doesn't happen yesterday, then, then I'm like already annoyed or already disappointed. And life is like constantly showing me with like, needing to be patient, needing to like have certain delays happening, things, you know, not happening at the pace that I want them to and whatever. Just like, you know what, when you look back though, it always happens when it's supposed to mm -hmm. happen. And I find that still really difficult to wrap my head. I'm not, I'm not going to lie and say that I'm like over that one, but right. it's just like, I'm still continuing. I'm still in process with that yes. one. <laughs> oh my God. Well, and you timeline hop. So there's uh -huh. that. Which we can get into in a whole that. in a whole other episode. I was gonna say you need to do a whole separate episode. Oh, I'm on going to. It's gonna that. be it's gonna be a major one. What's your favorite number and why? Oh, thirty eight. My my full num my full favorite number is one zero three eight. So ten thirty eight, as you know. Yes. You whenever you see it on your phone, you text me. Yeah, which is like twice a day. <laughs> so perfect. So 1038, I don't even know how it came to be the number that I just ended up seeing all over the place. But now whenever I see it, I just know that it's like, mm -hmm. it's just a sign that everything's okay. You know, God has got your back. You're fine. You're on the right track. Fine. Yeah, absolutely. You're, yeah, your angel sign. Absolutely. What's one thing you can do today that you were not capable of a year ago? <gasps> wow. I love these questions. They're so good. They came to me in the bath this Did afternoon. Did they? Wow. One thing I can do today that I couldn't do a year ago. I think actually call myself out in a really loving way. It's something I learned to do when I was going through my previous breakup. Is like you are going to have to learn from this and you are going to have to see the places where you went wrong and all this kind of thing. But how can you be so nice and so understanding about it? And also to realize that like all of my traits that make that I think are my negative traits are no worse or better than anyone else's negative traits. And when mm -hmm. you see it that way, like I can genuinely look at anyone's negative traits, including my own, and just see it as like, it's this, it's so sweet. It's so endearing. It's the stuff that makes you human. You know, mm -hmm. I think I'm so much more, I can be so much more understanding with myself when I'm also, which also makes me then more okay to see my stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's beautiful. Yeah. It's, it's really, it's, I think it's the most freeing like mm -hmm. change I've made. That's so freeing. Yeah. It's a very free place to be. If you could choose three living people to be in a room right now, Ooh. who would they be? Oh, I mean, it's hard to choose three, but I mean, I'm pretty happy with you, Kenzie and Jonathan right now. Yes. <laughs> I'm loving that vibe. I know. It is the vibe of yeah. life. You We've been having family. so much fun. I know. I know. You really are family. It's, I feel like, um, and I would say this with a four on my profile, but it is the people in your life that make the world, you know, that make mm -hmm. life worth living, as oh, you know. Is. Four, it six. is. 
So, I couldn't. My world would not go around no, without you guys. No, exactly. We're so I lucky. We really are. We really, really mm-hmm. are. Oh my God, I love it. Okay, bouncing into a pretty intense one. What is the meaning of life? <gasps> I think the meaning of life is whatever you ascribe to it, actually. Mm-hmm. I think if you believe that life is, if you're here to be in service, then that's what your life becomes, or you can choose your life to be about joy, and that's some people's path. And some people's path is about healing, and some people's path is about love. And it's the meaning that you ascribe to it, you know? Mm. But I think the meaning of life, like underneath it all, is to remember that you are God mm-hmm. expressing itself in human form. Mm. Like to wow. see your own divinity. Oh my God. That is the freaking meaning of life. Right? It really is. Every time we heal, it's because we're remembering more that we are the light. You know, I mean, you're the one that taught me this. Like, we are the light. Mm-hmm. We literally are. We are the light. Mm-hmm. We can blast light. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh my God, my your whole God. face is like so lit up right now. <laughs> so is yours. So is yours. I mean, to be honest, we really are the light. And the other night when you and I, Kenzie and Jonathan and Atticus mm-hmm. were out and we encountered something dark, not good feeling. Mm-hmm. And it has haunted me, to be mm-hmm. honest, because I am a reflector. Me too. Oh, I bet it yeah. has haunted you. Oh. I know. Oh. The point that I'm getting at here is that I have been blasting the light. Oh. outward because it's it's actually protecting me and it's wow. protecting my home and my baby and my apartment and my bed and Jonathan because the darkness stuck with me that mm. we encountered there and I had to I'm just like oh my god and this is not a conscious thing by the way this is something wow. that just has had to happen because yeah. I was like I'm not gonna let this mm. mess with me mm. in, anymore but it is, it still is but yeah. blasting the light and it's actually it's very healing wow. we can all do that wow and so true you do that very well thank you mm-hmm. you know Jonathan said that about you the other day he's like I look after her and she just has that bubble of light around our whole family mm-hmm. so sweet yeah he takes care of me so that I can be the light and I mm-hmm. think everybody needs a little bit of that yeah. especially reflectors mm-hmm. and projectors mm-hmm. and um, everybody needs that yeah. though Absolutely. That's my hope for everyone, that they have someone who takes care of them and vice versa. Oh, I know. Very reciprocal. Mm. And friends that are family. Yeah. Mm. All around. Wow. Okay, final question then. What does it mean to you to live in the present moment? Oh, when I feel the most present is when I feel most connected to joy, to godliness to the specific things that I like the specific flavors of God that I can access you know and you can access different ones and Chris Martin or Beyonce can access different flavors and so can Elon Musk we all have we all express different qualities and I think when I'm living the qualities that God has shared with me that's when I feel the most present Mm because I can feel super present but then the present you know, sometimes I think when we run from the present is when the present is like uninspiring or boring. Mm-hmm. And that's because we're not being who we like our most yes. godly self, right? Yeah. But it's so easy to be present when you're like in your gifts and you feel your most shiny and you feel like so lit up by life and so in awe of the whole of life. Yeah. Like that's that's all the that's all being what the light, like being close to the light, expressing the light, being like God, whatever you want to call it. So I feel like that's when I'm most that's the present moment is like connected. That's so beautiful. I and so, so true. And I'm thinking that right now because I'm thinking about how excited I am to be doing this mm. with you, podcasting, 
new studio, like new experiences for me all around. And I am excited about it. Yeah. And it does feel very joyful. And you know, that was my intention. Absolutely. Moving into new changes and higher vibrations all around. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. And wow. it's, it's, it's so easy to be present when you're being who you know that you can be. Yeah. You know, your, your potential. It certainly is. It really the is. The best. There's yeah. no other option but right? to be present. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So tell everybody where they can find you. So you can find me on Instagram, my.humandesign or at Jenna Zoe. And myhumandesign.com is our website. We have training programs there. If you want to learn how to be a human design reader, if you want to take some of our video courses, or you can get our app on Android and the app store. It's just called My Human Design. And that's the easiest way to basically get all your charts of all your friends and family, get customized tips about how to live your design more and more each day. I voice note on there all the time about different tweaks. Some of the stuff we've talked about today, there's kind of general principles of acceptance and deconditioning tools and stuff like that. So I'm all over. Yeah, it's amazing. (laughs) I mean, you guys need the app. You need to go to the website. It's incredible. And so many people still say to me, how can I find my human design? What is human design? So that's the place, you guys. Yes. All about it. Thank you. I love you so much. I love you so much, Thank you for being my first recording. Oh, my God. Thank you for having me. This is amazing. You made it feel really, really fun. It is fun. Congrats. And thanks, everybody, for listening. Love you, Jenna. Love you, too. I love you guys. Thank you so much for being here. I hope you loved this episode with Jenna. Make sure to support our sponsors. We have Sakara, Glad Skin, and BetterHelp. All of the links can be found in the show notes. I love you guys so much. Have an amazing day. Thank you guys so much for listening to the show. I'm so happy that you're here. Come say hi on Instagram at The Balance Blonde and tell me what your favorite part of this episode was. Subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts and send me a screenshot of your rating and review for a free Soul on Fire yoga ebook. See you next Wednesday. Love you guys.